Welcome to the candy shop. We speaking on things you not. Just press play and let it rock. Welcome to the candy shop. Welcome to the candy shop. We speaking on things you not. Just press play and let it rock. Welcome to the candy shop. Oh, feel like we going through mad things. Gotta keep it real when they choose not. We gon' talk about it when the news drop. Welcome to the show where you know we don't fake this. Keep your opinion to yourself if it don't make sense. Hey, 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 Podcast Nation. It is your girl, Candidly Kristen, and this is The Candid Shop, your number one destination for candid conversations. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back and thank you so much for your support and tuning in. So on this Everyday Hero Spotlight Chat, Everyday Hero Chats are my fave, I have the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Khadijah Butler, founder and president of the Craig D. Butler Scholarship Foundation and author of Laying the Foundation Brick by Brick and the CDB Scholarship Monthly Planner. So it is my absolute and distinct pleasure to welcome, welcome, welcome Khadijah to the Candid Shop. Kristen, I am so excited to be here. I will say on your other podcast, this is how you know you from the hood. You're just like listening to the 50 cent thing. Like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be enjoying my seventh. I'm like, oh, okay. Girl, I'm actually going to do a, I do an everyday hero spotlight, an author spotlight and an artist spotlight. So the, mm-hmm. the kid that, that made that intro for me, um, is like a bonus son to me. He's one of my my biological son's best friends, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Bus, can you do something for me with this? You know, this 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 track." And he and that's what came out of it. And when he sent it to me, I was like, "Oh my god, that's it fire!" Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> so I'm going to be interviewing him in the next few weeks because um, oh. I haven't had him on for artist spotlight. He really is a talented young man. Really. Oh. <laughs> so, Khadijah, you know, I mentioned to you already that I am originally from Camden, which is yeah. just over the bridge from yeah. Philly. Yeah. So I am so, so excited to be chatting with a neighbor, a sister neighbor doing yes. such amazing work. Really, I know. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I mean, yeah, it's always good, especially it's crazy. I, I don't really... I get some recognition from like local, like Jersey, but for the most part, it's normally like Midwest or down South. So I'm always happy, as you said, like, yeah, it's really, it's strange, especially like to be serving the regional area. So I'm I'm always excited. Yeah. Oh, so let's get into it. So if you could share just, you know, however much you're comfortable with sharing of your personal story and the inspiration behind the Craig D. Butler Scholarship Foundation. Wow. Yeah. So as far as, so my trade by day, I am actually a, um, (laughs) a project manager, but I I pretty much manage all databases and I 
uh, create databases for pharmaceutical companies. So it's funny how we were kind of talking about the whole COVID thing. And it wasn't until people, until COVID came out that people was like, you know, because now it's on the news and it's like, oh, the FDA said, the data says, and I'm like, I've been trying to tell you all this is what I've been doing for 17 years now. Right, right. So um, that's where my personal story is. But as far as the transition with me starting the foundation, I knew at some point I wanted to start a business um, but I knew it had to be meaningful. I knew I needed a passion, a.k.a. pain point. And I feel right. like between the love of my city, the love of my father and the love of education, I just kind of merged all those three. Um, right. And it and it started out with I felt like at that moment, mentally, I was ready to really start something in my father's name. Um, and that's kind of how it started as far as also knowing that the city of Philadelphia needed a scholarship that was just mm-hmm. specifically for them. Um, that, so that's kind of how we got started with the foundation. Okay. Now, are you full-time with the foundation now? Or are you still doing project management? Um, I feel like I got two full-time jobs, to be honest. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, during the day, it's it's funny because they both are in tandem me finding ways to give back. So like, I Mm. feel like even when I'm gone, these medications, medical devices are going to be here. And I had a part of that and I'm hoping the same with the the foundation. So I hope so too. So tell me a little bit about the foundation's mission and Mm -hmm. how it seeks to support the community and young scholars. Yep. So our mission at the Craig D. Butler Scholarship Foundation really is to redirect the youth's focus from gun violence to education. And that means, you know, number one, African-American excellence just being highlighted, not just the fact that it's bad things in Philadelphia. Right. Like it's like for me and my family, we look at how can a scholar embody what the Craig D. Butler scholarship means. So our biggest thing is not just redirecting the use, but also providing an avenue outside of student loans, outside of, you know, if you are Mm -hmm. a first generation college student and saying, if you and I, meaning you and I as a African-American versus any other race are on the same playing field financially, that you can still get an education regardless of your circumstances. Right. Okay. I love that. I love it, love it, love it. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about the foundation's core programs, initiatives, and how they support the educational goals of the people that receive your scholarships. Yeah. So our core programs is the inaugural scholarship, and we Mm -hmm. provide two $1,000 scholarships to Two African-American high school seniors, we are trying to expand to the regional areas of the Jersey's of like the Camden's, Trenton's, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, areas in Delaware. If, you know, fingers crossed, we begin to get grants. Um, But that's our core program as far as the inaugural scholarship. But now we're actually doing scholarship workshops. So I've partnered with um, the 100 Black Men of Philly, where every not every Saturday, but every couple of months, um, we'll go to, it's more of the, for the parents. So as they're okay. mentoring the young boys, um, I provide scholarship workshops to the parents and it, that for some reason has been very overwhelming. Um, so that's one program. Um, and then the other piece is we do go to the schools. Like I also partner with 
Ben Franklin High School. It's a subsidiary of um, Ben Franklin High School where it's like the safe center. So for those mm-hmm. students who, you know, may be struggling or have an area where, you know, they're not getting certain things at home, like we do provide scholarships for them. Um, so that's kind of where it stops for now. Like I, someone was asked me the other day, like what might be another pillar for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we, we also go to, you know, we do attend like some of the community events and a, a lot of the anti-gun violence events as well. Mm-hmm. Like we have MLK coming up, yeah. but I think the next thing that's probably going to come is um, trying to walk people through what it's going to be like to deal with the defendant that you've, you know, as far as the violence victim, like how yeah. you walk through that process. Okay. Well, how old is the foundation? Like, when did you found it? Um, so we started in 2020. So it's okay. It's, oh, it's a baby. You're <laughs> yes, doing amazing things for a yes. three year old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are three years in. So again, it's interesting how the whole how COVID played its role. Like we started. My father's birthday was January 21st. So we started January 21st, 2020. Then the world shut down in March. So it was a whole pivot. Like, God, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, what are you doing? So it just, (laughs) it was an interesting, like, kind of change of events and how things really didn't, like, catapult into, like, the following year. Right, right. And I like the the parent workshop because a lot of times parents... all you ever see is uh, take a loan, take a loan, take a loan. Mm-hmm. And they want their kids to go to college and they don't want you to be hindered by financial lack. Mm-hmm. So take out these loans. And before you know it, four years later, you're graduating with a hundred K of debt, you know, yep. and no job. Yep. So I, I love that piece, but say I'm a parent looking for alternative ways to fund my, um, my child's, uh, post high school education mm-hmm. what and they what's the criteria and the selection process for how your scholarship foundation awards scholarships yeah so the first thing we look at is that hey you have to be african-american and i say this you know certain certain things are just like the most common thing yep. but i'm like wondering why are we getting people of other races applying you're like this again it's not to exclude but this is for them you know (laughs) so it's being an african-american descent um having a minimum of a 3.0 gpa um we do look at references as well makes a big difference um used to be the whole sat act scoring but now Mm -hmm. that's like a test optional policy with a lot of colleges now um so that's not something we heavily look at um if you do volunteer not a requirement but for the most part, all of our scholars thus far, we've had seven to date, um, have all volunteered, all have worked part time. And the essay is a really big piece. And that's a really big topic. We talk about right. yeah. in every workshop. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you get any pushback because the scholarship is limited to only people of African-American descent? I won't say pushback, but um, it doesn't stop people from applying. And I think because on our website, you know, we do say not not the African-American descent piece, but like we get more pushback from people just sending us things from different cities and states. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that we get more pushback during the grant process. That has been for me 
it's it's strange, right? Because they want you to write your grant a specific way. Right. But then, especially the city of Philadelphia, how their biggest initiative is, oh, we're trying to stop the gun violence epidemic. Mm-hmm. And this is a gun violence related, you know, f- foundation. Yes, like, like my yes. father was murdered. So it's like, I don't right. know what else you want. And so right. it's odd that they'll say things like, you know, it seems as if you're excluding. So it's, it's tricky. It is. Yeah, I can imagine. But this is what I, this is my foundation. Mm-hmm. And I get to determine, you know, who we award scholarships to, because not for nothing, there's plenty of scholarships out there mm-hmm. for other races, mm-hmm. other ethnicities. Um, and so what's wrong with us having one specifically for us yeah yeah but i can imagine that in a grant uh trying to secure grants for the foundation that that likely comes into play (laughs) yeah it is it's it's very you know and i'm like this is the reason why for me i'm not going to break my authenticity right what it's for because someone who has written a planner or you know who has compiled scholarships for different races, different mm-hmm. cultures, you know, backgrounds. It's it's out there if you want to give the money, basically. Right. If you want right. to give it for us, you would. So yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. There you go. So right now your 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 scholarships are funded by donations? It's donations. We do okay. have um merchandise base. So anything okay. that we receive for merchandise. Um, we have pretty much every donation platform. I am going to probably announce sometime this week as well. We just got approved for United Way. You know, that takes nice. years. Nice. Yeah. So pretty much any avenue. And we even have like the Walmart Roundup program. So like okay. if you wanted to round up your change. Um, yep. So that's why it's been tricky, because anything right. else just gets funded directly from us as a family. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so we need yeah. to work on getting these grants together. Listen! <laughs> and let me tell you something. I have attempted to do a grant application. Mm-hmm. you That's a whole specific niche skill set to, to do those. Them things are crazy. <laughs> Chris, uh, oh, my God. Uh, it just makes you want to throw it across the room like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, like I quit. I'm done. Yep. Like. <laughs> no, seriously. They really need to streamline that. It, it's, yeah. it's bad. And some worse than others. It's like, yeah. oh my God, you want my left arm? <laughs> what? Yes, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so listen, I know you talked a little bit about the future for the foundation, but when you when you dream, like your biggest dream for the mm-hmm. foundation, what do you see its impact in the future? And are there anything, you know, besides securing grants that you, mm-hmm. you're working on to get to that dream? I mean, honestly, I feel like within the next three to five years, I can definitely see it being regional. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it can e- I can even see it being national. And I see like some of the bigger scholarships like, you know, uh, what is it? Jack Kent Cook and all these, you know, mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. Um, African-American uh, foundations. I feel like we only need like one shot and that's normally like how people expand um Mm -hmm. so i can see it being national um i feel like these other initiatives like these little pillars i don't know which one it's going to be yet but i feel like that's kind of like how god is transitioning me but these little 
like workshops and yes. um, mentorship kind of programs. I feel yeah. like one of those are going to just take on a, a, yeah. a life of its own. So Listen, um, <laughs> all it takes is the one yes to negate all the no's and yeah. collaborations, you know, with other uh, groups and organizations is yes. an amazingly powerful thing. The other thing I, I wanted to ask, and I'm not sure if you mentioned it, mm -hmm. the criteria is African-American descent, and this is only for Philadelphia. Yeah. Correct. 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 Okay. okay. <clears throat> correct. So you either right have now, because it, yes, it's going to be bigger than that. In yes. No time, but right now. <laughs> yes. Right now it's either um, you go to a Philadelphia school or you are from Philadelphia. So on your application, either one. All right. All right. So in reading your bio, when we first started connecting, mm -hmm. it was evident that your father was a significant part of your life. Mm -hmm. So if you could just share a memory or life lesson that you carry with you from his direct influence and legacy. Mm. You know, <laughs> I am definitely my father's child as far as the resilience, as far as the not letting like like you dictating your life like mm -hmm. his biggest thing especially like for my sister and I like he was very very tough on us about you know making sure you always had your own especially like when it comes to like marriage and all these different things you know his thing has always been you do not want to be in a position where you have to wait on a man to function and mm -hmm. I'm talking about mm -hmm. he pays for everything. You're like, okay, so I got to go to you for the, the tampon. Like he just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kristen, he was like at any given time. Mm -hmm. That's God why he was child. so tough. You know, yes. like yes. you do not want to give that much power to a man so that if you want to get up and leave for whatever reason, you can. And so that's why it's been, <laughs> you know, a struggle on my end because that's just something I don't forget as far as the work ethic piece you know, I, I, it's just in me. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's stuck with me, but it's been a great lesson. That's a great lesson. My grandmother always said, God bless the child. Listen. God is on. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> no matter where I am, <laughs> my aunties is always like, here, take this titty money. I know you got it. I'm like, Lord. I, and I'll take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is for you. I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> it's so real, though. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So, listen, I want to segue a little bit, and I want to talk about your book, mm -hmm. which I have in my Amazon cart, by the way. Oh, no. Because I'm a support, you know, sometimes supported little. Um, oh. uh, laying the foundation brick by brick. What motivated you to write that book? Oh, man. So... <laughs> I fought tooth and nail with like writing that. First of all, I'm like, it's an, that's the very first page. I'm like, I did not want to be an author. Point blank right. period. I mean, <laughs> listen, when I tell you it's, it's uh, the around the way Philly type, you're going to hear me in that book. It's mm -hmm. like, I didn't want to do it, but it was part of like the foreword. And I was just saying, but like what happened was I was in a, in a magazine and um, the guy that was interviewing me, you know, he had just wrote a book and was like, I think you should make this a book. I'm like, why? Like, why, why would I do that? And so, you know, it wasn't until I had spoke with his publisher that she was making the point that while you're marketing the foundation, 
there's going to be such an untapped market for people who just genuinely don't know how to start a scholarship foundation because there isn't a book out there like that, like where you know how to start a foundation and or the differences between the different nonprofits. But I think more than anything, it was definitely a cathartic tool because as I'm writing, I'm like getting up either late or I'm sorry, staying up late or getting up early. And there were moments when I would just be crying thinking of him. So it, it was really a healing tool. And I think my publisher was like, this is going to be someone's source of survival. And yeah. I've had so much outreach of people who have lost parents or siblings or whoever, like really take to the book um, for that reason. So. Okay. Okay. I love it. So what was the most rewarding part about the book and did it, it came after the foundation, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So how did that, how did the process of writing it oh. help you when you went back to the work, the foundation work? I think writing it and like really writing the steps out <clears throat> was really one of those things that as you're doing something, I'm sure like when you started you know, anytime you start a business, you're yep. not thinking about like the step by step, your day to day. You're like, how did I even make all of this stuff work? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, wait, I got a book to like write this down. But you're not thinking about it. You're just kind of like going after this goal. And it's like it is what it is. I'm in it. Now, I will say it has definitely um, as far as the impact made me look at. <laughs> Here you are thinking, I got a whole master's degree. So it's like, you know, my grammar can't possibly be bad. Right. So you like, oh, wait. (laughs) Look, look, Kristen, I done said the the in there about 200,000 times. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) So it was a a life lesson as far as patience, as always. Yeah. Yeah. You know, learning what that process was like and that. Impact actually is what made me self-publish the planner. I love it. Oh, and so it was self-published. That's always my question when people write, because I think I have maybe two books in me and I'm just unsure about (laughs) self-published, take it to a publisher. You know what I mean? Well, the the first book was, I do have a publisher for the first book. Okay. Um, The planner was self-published. Okay. Okay. And what is that? And that's the uh, CDB scholarship monthly planner. Is that for students or students and parents? And what does that look like, that planner? Yep. So it's for students and parents. It actually was birthed out of a workshop. And again, a workshops was something I didn't want to do. People were like, hey, can you give workshops? And I'm like, why? You know, I'm like. I had zero time for that. Because Kristen, honestly, I think. When you think about like the everyday, you're kind of like people have to know where to find scholarships. They have to know like how to yeah, write an essay yeah. and topics, but you really don't realize like how underestimated that really is. And so right. I happened to be doing a, a, a workshop. You know, this young man came up to me. He was um, he didn't qualify for the scholarship, but he was like, hey, you know, my, my dad knows that there are scholarships out there, but he physically wants something in his hand, like a copy of something. And that's how it started. Like it's really, so it's a scholarship. It's 150 nationwide scholarships from students from kindergarten to the 12th grade. But overall Mm. it's an organizational tool. Like it's really 
to prepare these students to say, when you get in college, your mom is not going to be there. Your dad is not going to be there to remind right. you to get up, to write mm -hmm. an essay or, to, mm -hmm. you know, like to put an application package to class. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really a twofold um, kind of planner. OK, I love that, because sometimes, you know, the things that you might be aware of the steps, but putting them mm -hmm. down and setting times and, and short term goals and checking it off so you you don't miss anything because the difference between getting something and not could be missing one uh community service certificate or something like that but if you have something you can you know tangible you can hold and touch and highlight and check off that um that's important i'm a journaler so i okay. love writing stuff down <laughs> love writing stuff down it writing it helps it I can go over it again in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can refer back to it. So, yep. Um, so lastly, ma'am, what advice do you have for the students, the parents who will hear this podcast, who want to go to college, want to make a difference in their communities and take charge of their education and future? What's your yeah. best piece of advice to them? Man, I, I, I say just do it. I know it's one of those like Nike things. I know it is it's, it's really like, but it's 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 interesting because when I look back at like a nonprofit, me running, like I it's it's mm -hmm. one of the hardest things I've ever done. Like it's not yeah. something you ever think about. Like I'm going to run a nonprofit, and right. so if it's something you really want to do, you really just want to find a way to be philanthropic outside of you just donating money to a cause, like just some, you know, cause that isn't of not that it's not of importance. But I'd right. say like really just do it. Like you have the tools that are there. This book will help you. Like there's so many resources now that will help you if you really want to make a difference in your community. And you're realizing your community that there are people, you know, or organizations, there's podcasts like yours or other organizations right. that want to help propel you right. to get that out. So, yeah. And you are a nonprofit, which means that any donations that people make are tax deductible. Correct? I mean, listen, that's the one thing I tell people, like people <laughs> spend their money where they want to, you're getting all the money back. So I'm yes. trying to understand what's the problem. Yes. Oh, I love this. And that's my favorite part of doing my return. <laughs> Charities. Oh, here we go. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and not that I do it just for that, but knowing that it is tax deductible is yep. an important piece for some people. Agreed. Um, so that is like the end of our formal, formal chat. And I thank you so much for sharing all of that information. But now we get to do the fun part. Uh-oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. We get to play 10 Candy Questions. Uh-oh. No heavy lifting, I promise. Just 10 <laughs> random questions. You just have to answer them candidly. So okay. you ready? I'm I'm ready. Okay. Question number one. What is your biggest pet peeve? Ooh. Um, all right. This is going to like sound weird. My biggest pet peeve is when people spell my name wrong and it's in an email signature. It is the big, Ooh. I don't know. It bothers me because I took a management course and somewhere in a management course, it pretty much was like when people don't make the effort to spell right. your name and it's physically there, yes. it just needs like a lack of respect. Mm. So 
it's really especially people who oh i sit on the board of oncology you know these people that right. are nose all the way up so like it burns my blood i, I don't know why it just it's so yes. annoying and listen my name is Kristen, right Mm-hmm. In my signature blocks, it, in everything, it's got an I mm-hmm. at the end. But invariably, people always want to make it an E. That's I mean, not. That, well, that's it's still Kristen, Kristen, but that's not my. That's not on my birth certificate. Okay. That's what I'm saying, Kristen. Like, oh, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> yes. Take a minute to like seriously. Just it doesn't. It's not that hard to find it's the correct not. spelling it's- or pronunciation too. I hate that. Oh. Like, I, if I have, if it's a name that I I know I'm going to, you know, just butcher, I will spell it out phonetically, like in a podcast, so I don't mess it up. Because that's mm-hmm. nobody wants to hear their name on a podcast that's going to be around forever and it's, you know, pronounced wrong. So, or at least, like you said, it's the respect piece. Like, take the yes. time and ask, yes. like, hey, yes. how do I pronounce your name? You know, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So question number two, mm-hmm. introvert or extrovert? Oh, introvert all day long. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> look, I'm a whole, people say you're only an extrovert like when you like people. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> no, I'm only an extrovert when I have to be, like when I do this show. Like people are like, you do a podcast, you must be an extrovert. I'm like, no, y'all don't understand. The prep, <laughs> the prep that goes, and I'm not even video. Right. They don't understand the introversion. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Question number three, and one of my favorite questions. What's your favorite cuss word? Oh, Lord. Can I say it on? Yes, ma'am. This is the candy (laughs) People always say that. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I think shit is probably what it is. And once I heard my nephew repeat it when he was like four and blame me, you like, wait, you didn't hear that from me? Wait a minute. Listen, most people say the F bomb is their favorite, <laughs> but shit is right up there. Oh, listen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Question number four cats or dogs? Dogs. Same. It's, it's, it's something about cats that symbolize single women that you're going to be single it's, forever. I don't know. Kristen, I don't know. Like, I'm like, no, listen, you're not about to put that on me with the hair rolling. I'll be 60 with the. No, here go the dogs. funny thing. I'm a Leo. <laughs> And I'm a dog person all day. Cats get on my nerves. They not no fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Question number five. What's one piece of advice you would give to your 18-year-old self? Oh, um, you know, I don't want to say just like lean into who you are. Because I, I feel like my mom used to say I, I, I knew who I was at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say don't plan. Because I was I, I am still a planner. I am very right. much a planner. I'm a project manager. I'm a yeah. who yeah. I am organized. Um, but don't plan because like the not planning part of my life, I'm not mad at I'm not mad right. at, you know I didn't because I wanted to be an OBGYN just like Bill Cosby. Really? I'm not going to talk about that when we do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, like, I don't know if it's safe, but <laughs> like that's the one thing I wanted to do. And then, right. you know, plans change. I wanted to be an athletic trainer for the Eagles. Plans change. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah. 
thinking about and, 18 year old to now, like yeah. not the worst thing in the world when your plans change. It surely isn't. Sometimes it's the best thing that can happen to you. Yeah. All right. Question six, morning person or night owl? Oh, morning. Night, listen, by like, first of all, by <laughs> the afternoon, my brain, don't even ask me a question. Don't ask me my name. I'm like, I don't, what do you do? Like my everyday job is so heavily based on just being on, like oh, yeah, about yeah. reading and creating FDA documents and, right, right, and, and right. Then now this with the nonprofit, with the government, I, I can't think straight at night, forget right, it. Right, right. Got it. Same. Um, question seven. If you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, what would you say? Ooh. The undivided attention. They listen oh. just to you. What would you say? You know, let me think on this one, because I feel like for me, I would have to say something that applies to everybody. So if, I, if I'm thinking of that, I would say like love, live and forgive because mm. i feel like everyone is is going through something with yes. a relationship a co-worker yes. and like we spend so much time being like caught up in our ego that mm. we don't take the moment to just live in that moment because yeah. i'm a person who knows full well what it's like to lose someone mm -hmm. and not to get that time back and i feel yeah. like everybody in this world is dealing with some form of that in some capacity. So I would just yeah. probably say just those three things. Like, and you I love that. Someone to, you know what I mean? Like to push you to do it. I absolutely love that. Love, live, forgive. I, oh, yeah. I'm be using that. <laughs> I should put a trademark on it. You Chris. sure? <laughs> I, girl, I, I'll tag you when I use it, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love it. Question eight coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. All day, all day. <laughs> I like tea, but it, I do. Me, I'm thinking about when I'm sick or when I need to go yes. to bed. Yes, 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 yep, <laughs> yep. Or when I'm at a tea party yeah. <laughs> or something, you know. But otherwise, I'm getting my cup of gel. Yeah. All right, question nine. What's one question you wish that I had asked you during our chat? And what would your answer have been? Oh, let me think. I don't think it's anything you asked that wasn't, uh, you know, it could just be more just about maybe my father, <clears throat> but I think you did. I, I think you asked about him though, pretty much. I know I like, yeah, like you did ask about, you know, the impact that he had, yeah. but then sometimes, um, I don't know. I feel like you asked me so so many questions already. Nice. So. Well, listen. In, in all fairness, that question is designed for me to learn oh. better interviewing techniques. I my the best answers I ever hear to that is, "Nah, you you nailed it. You did a pretty good job." You know what I mean? So that really is a way for me to to tweak and hone my interviewing skills and make sure that I'm asking the questions that need to be asked. And we're talking about the things you want to talk about. And I I almost didn't ask the piece about your dad because not everybody uh, does grief the same. And yeah. I didn't know if that was something and we didn't have any previous discussion. So I yeah. wasn't sure if that was something you wanted to talk about. 
And Kristen, you're, you're, you're right, because in the one sense, I'm happy about it, especially at the beginning, but then I'm learning as far as the grief piece that I'm still dealing with that I think mm-hmm. people don't realize is that I want to be asked those questions so that I know how to get over them. Mm-hmm. Like that first year was with the foundation was, it was so tough. Like it was really hard mentally. And I'm like, I thought I was done with this. I thought I was done grieving this. So it's more of a a challenge for me. But like I said, overall, look, I'm I'm laughing the whole time. So I mean, you know what I mean? Listen, I am always happy to entertain while I'm informing, (laughs) elevating and empowering folk. That's, that's the goal. Yes. Oh, all right. Question number 10. For folks out there who will hear this, who are interested in getting involved with or supporting the Greg, not Greg, Craig D. <laughs> Butler Scholarship Foundation, how can they connect with you and the foundation? Yep. And if they want to, maybe if they're from Philly, if they have a kid that's high school age and they might want to apply for a scholarship. Oh, yes, most definitely. So definitely visit our website, www.craigdbutlerscholarship.com. We have our merchandise there. We have our scholarship applications there for students to download. We have um, our donation page where you can donate as little as just your change through, you know, our different programs that we have. Um, Or you can make a donation directly through the website. Um, We can be found at local events as well, which we post very often on our social medias which is CDB Scholarship. And then Twitter, we have CDB Foundation. Um, And then, you know, you can find us or find me in a book, um, but I'm always tying it to the the foundation as well on Amazon. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Okay. Awesome. 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 So uh, I'm going to read a quote to you by Jackie Mm -hmm. Robinson. He once said, a life isn't significant except for its impact on others' lives. Mm. And if that is so, then you, ma'am, uh, your life is beyond significant. So oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. No, thank you for the work you do. Um, not everybody can be a frontline boots on the ground kind of person. My lane is kind of putting those people out in front of the people that listen to my show for exposure and awareness. So really, thank you. Um, and thank you for sitting down with me today. You could have been doing anything else because it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you. And this has been my absolute pleasure. Well, thank you, Kristen, for all the work you're doing to amplify these voices, because I know it's not as easy. And I'm just as grateful for the opportunity um, to be able to talk to you. And to, as you said before, I know you connect with people um, but the fact that you're out here amplifying for us, for the culture, I'm mm-hmm. so grateful. Yes, yes. So listen, guys, I know you probably didn't write down all the websites <laughs> and social and all that because y'all don't never do. But uh, Khadijah and the Foundation's contact information with clickable links um, to uh, the Foundation website and her books is going to be in the show notes. And remember... Any donation you make is tax deductible. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead on and round up. You ain't gonna notice that 50 cent. Trust me. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and listen, guys, do not forget to visit my website at www.thecandidshop.com. That's candid with a K. 
listen to an episode or five, drop me a review, sign up for the mailing list, like, follow, share, tell your friends. <laughs> and, until, and until the next time we meet, I want you all to keep it safe, keep it healthy, and keep it candid. 